Blog Talk Radio. The Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Bogaya. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And although it may seem like a first try to you, this is the second time we've tried to record this program. Uh, we've been having some uh, technical difficulties, or, you know, maybe not. I don't know what it is. But here we are. So if we get through this one, no, it only took two tries. Uh, welcome. It's been another week. Uh, and like uh, any good quicksand is wont to do, we've sunk a little deeper into the morass. Uh, things have escalated uh, a little more. Over the week, uh, we got some more bad news, as has been the way of things for the last year or so. Um, We talked about this somewhat uh, on and off, I guess, for the last few months. Uh, The hyperinflation that's about to kick in and the cost of goods that is about to become unaffordable. For many a people, uh, well, the consumer price index jumped to 8.5 uh, the other day. And in case you don't understand how bad that was, uh, the worst case scenario that the administration was hoping to prepare people for was 8.4. So they looked at the situation. They already forewarned people: it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. However, is likely the maximum pain that we will see as far as uh, inflation is concerned. So uh, this was their hope. This was the narrative. And then it popped to 8.5, which uh, is not at all a good thing because the more expensive things get, the less your dollar is worth. So even if somebody has gotten a raise of late, even if they're excited about that 50 cent an hour raise, guess what? Everything's almost twice as expensive compared to last year. So that whole raise thing kind of goes out the window. At best, it's a wash. But from the conversations I've been having with people, uh, it would seem as though... uh, They're paying a lot more for a lot less than they used to be. uh, And it's a pattern that will just continue to be visible throughout everything. Um, It's not as though you haven't been warned. It's not as though people have not come out and said, hey, these things are about to happen. Not because, oh, there's some great revelation. Again, American prophetic. Uh, But because it's obvious that when you print billions upon billions of a national currency, you are devaluing that currency 
by the sheer fact that you are printing more of it. They've been giving away free money for so long, they don't know what to do with themselves except for to promise more free money. Not realizing that the more the printers keep going, the less your dollar is worth. And we're seeing the Russians make a move towards uh, tethering their ruble, tethering their currency to gold, which we're not doing. And uh, because they're attempting to tether their currency to gold, it seems as though the Russian ruble, with everything that's going on, is somewhat stable. There are nations in Europe that have agreed to pay for oil and gas in rubles, which uh, further undermines America's strength, which further undermines America's position globally. And we're beginning to see cracks in what uh, has come to be known as the alliance because the French and the Germans and the Italians and the Spanish are realizing that it's easy for someone like Mr. Robinette Biden to talk big. We're not dependent on Russian gas, although it will, and again, another American prophetic uh breaking story, wink, wink. Uh, look, at some point, it will hurt us as well, because if Russia continues conflicts with Ukraine, then all the fertilizer that a lot of farmers in America use to fertilize uh, their farmland will not be accessible. A lot of it comes from the Ukraine. A lot of wheat also comes from, you guessed it, the Ukraine and Russia. Grain comes from Ukraine and Russia. And so if Mr. Robinette Biden continues to act tough, hoping that he will deflect from the utter chaos that is the American economy, uh, at some point we're going to feel it. And it's not going to be a pretty thing. It's not going to be uh, just a tap on the shoulder. It's going to hurt bad. And if you think uh, inflation has gotten out of hand already, you have no clue. Look, Germany has, ha has just increased their food prices by some ridiculous number. Some things are up 30%, some things are up 80%. And that has not trickled here yet. It started to. I, when was the last time you bought a piece of steak and didn't have to mortgage your home? When was the last time you bought a, a nice juicy ribeye and didn't have to sell a kidney for it? Because I go into the store and comparatively speaking, uh, between me and my little brother, I am not as frugal as he is. So I don't price match a lot of stuff. I really... Don't notice. You, know, you go in, you need milk, you buy milk. You go in, you need eggs, you buy eggs. But last night, I went to the local pick and save. And I was a wee bit taken aback because I saw a dozen eggs for sale for seven eighty nine. Granted, these were like whatever, free cage or free range, organic, cage free. You know, they, they hire little children to pet the chickens while they're laying the eggs. I don't know what all goes into it. 
But 75 cents an egg is a bit much, don't you think? So yeah, 7.89 for for a dozen eggs. I, I went the cheaper route, you know those uh, the, the the white eggs. I don't I don't know the difference. Apparently, an egg is still an egg. Uh, sure, little kids didn't pick those chickens. They've probably never seen a live human. They're all stuck in a cage and they eat whatever they're given, but it was only $4.29. I'm starting to notice prices. And, and, and it's something that my wife, she looks at me and she smiles, if you're starting to notice prices, then things are really bad. I'm like, exactly. Things are really bad. I walk by the fish counter, a pound of halibut is $28. We, we've, we've detached from reality as far as pricing is concerned. And people were laughing and mocking when I was talking about $200 a pound chicken. Well, I haven't had chicken wings in forever because they're still market price. And I walked in one day where I usually have my chicken wings before we record the show. And by the way, uh, th- this show is being recorded today. April the 14th, year of our Lord 2022. It is the day it's supposed to air, so it's all fresh and good. But I let you know when we record it. Anyway, last time we were supposed to record, I go down to the place where I usually have my chicken wings, and it's still market price, you know, on, on, on the menu. And I'm like, How much this time? And she said, 16 bucks. And I said, that's where I tap out. It used to be that you could get a dozen wings for six eighty nine, and for an extra dollar you get some sugar water known as Coke or Diet Coke. Look, if you think that inflation is only eight point five percent, you're deluding yourself. I mean, the people in government that are responsible for massaging the truth released the number 8.5. And it was above the high mark of what they thought it would be. In reality, who knows what the real number is? All I know is that people, generally speaking, are getting angrier and more frustrated And you have people lashing out and doing very odd things for seemingly no apparent reason. And and even animals are getting into the, you know, game. Because I read a story where a dolphin, a bottlenose dolphin, the friendliest animals on earth, attacked its trainer. Even if dolphins are getting violent. Imagine what the average human being that has had to endure two years of sitting in their basement and smelling their own gas while wearing a mask. Then getting out of that finally, even though, you know, El Dottore Fauci, apparently now uh, you're, you're supposed to use lockdowns to convince people to get vaccinated. What happened to public health? What happened to, you know, you, you have lockdowns, so you, you, know, you, you mitigate or minimize the spread. No, now it's to, to, to get people to get vaccinated. So that, that little rat fink of a human being, and I use the term human being very loosely, 
is finally coming out and admitting the plan and the plot. The whole reason that you were told you couldn't get out of your house for months on end, if you were for your neighbor's safety, it was to twist your arm to the point of getting vaccinated. Are you beginning to see a pattern here? We went from one crisis to another. One was an international crisis, so is this other one. But with every crisis that comes along, the rights of the average citizen are restricted. Elected officials are given more power or they take more power because they're not given it. They take it. They're drunk on power. They don't know what they do without the power that they've gotten in the last few years. Understand that they don't give a wit about the average citizen's well-being. They don't give a wit about what the economy will do six months, eight months, a year down the road. All they care about is staying in power, winning the next election. And they're realizing that they're in trouble. Let's just call it trouble. I was going to say deep doo-doo, but, you know, trouble is a better word. And so they've gone back to the old standby. If we can't, people to, if, if we can't get people to vote for us based on what we've done politically... It's time to bribe them anew. When you're a failure as an administration, when you're a failure as a politician, your last resort is bribery. And so Senate Majority Leader Charlay Schumer, uh, one of the most despicable human beings to ever grace politics, yes, Charles Schumer, if you don't know Mr. Schumer, get to know him. Not what you would call a decent, upstanding individual. Well, on Wednesday, he used an online forum to enthuse over Democrat plans to forgive federal student loans. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage and try to unpack this. Because um, as one Barack Hussein Obama was fond of saying... I ain't got no magic wand. You can't wave a magic wand and forgive federal student loans. That money's going to have to come from somewhere. That money's going to get covered by somebody. And I know you're looking around thinking to yourself, who'd do that? Well, go to your closest mirror and peer into it. Whoever you see in the mirror will be the one covering the federal student loans. The taxpayer, the average guy, the individual who toils to feed his family and keep a roof over their head, they're going to get hammered with higher taxes 
to cover the federal student loans of individuals who majored in underwater basket weaving or lesbian studies of one-fingered pygmies. They went to college for four years, took out a bunch of loans, increased the bottom line of uh, abortion pills and the people who produced them, squandered four years of their life for a useless diploma that they could never hope to find a job in that field. And so why wouldn't they be enthused at the idea that responsible people who, you know, had regular jobs, people who didn't go to college and they don't have a bachelor's, but they learned plumbing, they went to a trade school. They learn how to be an electrician. They learn how to do flooring. They're doing okay for themselves. They work hard. They have no debt. They're responsible spenders. But hey, Charles Schumer says, you know what? You need to get punished for being financially responsible. You need to get punished for having a side gig, for having a second job and paying off your student loans early. So all of these feminists with the hairy armpits and Beth Moore on repeat in their Volkswagens, well, they're going to get a free ride. We're going to cover their student loans because they're going to be a burden on society regardless. Because this is the kind of foolishness that has permeated this generation. This is why we need a war. This is why we need a famine. This is why we need a fire. Something has to give. Because you have women who think that having a diploma that says BS on it, and by BS I mean a bachelor degree or... What are even a doctorate in, in useless literature or some ridiculous thing? They think that just having a diploma entitles them to six-figure jobs. They think that it is beneath them to work anywhere else except somewhere to sit on their ever-rounder behinds and order the little people around. And so these are women that are never going to go out into the workforce. They're always going to find some government program by which they can survive until, uh, you know, their dream job comes a-knocking. That dream's job is never coming, lady. I'm sorry to tell you the best you can do is probably McDonald's, cashier, not cook. People are waiting for their trains to come in. Oh, I'm not going to take a job I don't like. It's a job. By the sweat of your brow, you shall earn your daily bread. Even the Bible doesn't even hint at the fact that you should love or like your job. By the sweat of your brow, you will earn your daily bread. You put in some time, you get some paper money, and you go buy overpriced eggs. 
Because let me tell you something. If we keep printing the way we've been printing, if we keep handing out money the way we've been handing out money, then, then $200 a pound chicken will be something hoped for. That will be the low end of what's coming. But let's get back into this. And yes, there's other stories to cover, but why? Look, this is what happens when people who lean on their own understanding, who by every metric are less than intelligent, who are never going to be honorary Mensa members, who are never going to be Rhodes Scholars, People who you look at, and, and even though they're reading a speech, you scratch your head and go, that makes no sense to me. Either you got kicked in the head as a baby by a horse, or somebody miswrote your speech. But you're not making sense. And this is not just for Mr. Robinette Biden. Have you heard our illustrious vice president try to give a speech? I'm sorry, that woman is dumb. Simply dumb. And for anyone hoping that, you know, Robinette goes towards the light, just remember that she's next in line. So it's just going to be a younger dumb person with a mean streak. Charles Schumer to the rescue. Hey, Beth, this is the glimmer of hope that you can cling to, to once more behold the wavy hair of Jill Biden and be struck by her beauty. Because if they're able to get this through, and again, we're talking trillions here like it was pennies. Because the cost of covering the federal student loans would be a $1.37 trillion in outstanding debt, meaning that the U.S. taxpayer would owe an extra $1.37 trillion. But this is their Hail Mary. What else are they going to do? Tell me one thing they tried over the last couple of years that they've succeeded in, and the midterms are coming up. This is why there's an American prophetic. I told you that by the time November comes around, they're going to try lockdowns again. I told you that by the time November comes around, they're going to try to tighten the nooses again because, hey, we need to do mail-in voting. There's been a spike. We have spiked even with all the vaccinated looters, losers walking around with, with enlarged hearts and having blood clots, we're still spiking, believe it or not. We need to shut down again, and we need vote by mail. And you know what? It'll be the greatest landslide in the history of landslides because the people see that we're headed in the right direction. I on it, Again, I know, they'll never do that. They succeeded in doing it with the presidency of these United States. 
Do you think they're not even not going to try with Senate seats and Congress seats and all these other local elections? But see, that, that, that's the thing, though. These people do the most dastardly things in order to either retain or gain power. And by the time it's proven that they did these dastardly things, it's too late to do anything about it. Well, we're, we're a year and a half into Robinet Biden's illustrious administration. There's more than enough evidence coming out that, yes, Hunter Biden's a perv. Yes, Hunter Biden's probably compromised. Nobody's doing anything. There's plenty of evidence that there was a lot of chicanery going on with the elections. Too late to do anything about that. Because somehow, these people can sleep at night doing what they do. As long as they retain control of the levers of power, these people are perfectly fine doing the most dastardly things that you can imagine. So, Mr. Charles Schumer of New York, isn't that an illustrious state? New York's doing a bang-up job, isn't it? Huh? Huh? Wouldn't you want to move there? They're going to have to start offering people money to move to New York. And even then, they'd be turned down. Because if it's not shootings in the subways, it's homeless people trying to stab you in the eye on the street. So one way or another, you're going to get accosted. You're going to get physically assaulted if you're not walking around with bodyguards in New York. But somehow, people like Chuck Schumer still get airtime and credence. People still listen. And the sad, disgusting thing is, is that he's probably going to get reelected in New York. So when you tell me that I should feel sad and sorry for the New York citizenry, you voted this idiot in. I have no sympathy if you went into a voting booth and voted for the people that are destroying your lives. I have no sympathy for you if you walked into a voting booth and voted for the people that are trying to enslave you. You deserve it. Period. Chuck Schumer assured left-wing activists that President Joe Biden is closer than ever before to making the unilateral move that will leave taxpayers encumbered with more than $1.37 trillion in outstanding debt. Schumer previously nominated $50,000 as the amount every individual student could expect to have relieved. The Hill reports that that's where the president and his administration will ultimately land. He told the State of Student Debt Summit in a virtual event, Biden seeks to deliver debt forgiveness that Democrat supporters say will ensure equitable economic recovery. When you hear the word equitable, the hairs on the back of your head should stand up and you should run away. 
And you know what? People are going to go along with it because they're so myopic in their understanding of what this will mean that they'll think it's A-OK. Hey, I don't have to pay 50 grand anymore. But somebody else will. Perhaps someone poorer than you. Someone that was responsible and paid off their debt. Care. And this is how slowly but surely you move towards the notion and idea of socialism. It's about everything being equitable. Equity. Everyone equally miserable. That's how they started in Venezuela. Well, you know, I mean, it's not fair. Life's not fair. Well, but we could make it fair. No, not you can't. There's no way you can make life fair for everybody. Because in order to give to someone, you have to take from somebody else. And the question that remains to be asked is, who decides? Who decides who you take from and who you give to? Because the person that decides is the person that will hold an insane amount of power. And they will pander to whoever they think will put them over the finish line. So now they're pandering to irresponsible people who graduated college and still have student debt, who may or may not have jobs, but who enjoyed the money that they took out as loans and promised they would pay back. They're getting desperate because they understand what all things being equal, all things being fair, what should happen in the midterm elections. Look, even if you tried to manage this country any worse, you couldn't do it. And the only thing that they can do is try to blame someone else for their failures. Look, starting to understand and see why Joe Biden was pushing the notion of war with Russia so ardently. Because yesterday, the White House actually came out and rejected the idea that Joe Biden was wrong to spend trillions of dollars after taking office. They pointed to Russia and the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, and they said, hey, it's his fault. They were looking for a scapegoat. They were looking for somebody to blame. Nobody believes it. Everybody's sitting there scratching their head going, this thing just started in February. We've been on a decline since the moment you raised your, 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 
liver-spotted hand and tried to put two words together. So White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who, if you haven't gotten enough of, is soon to go to MSNBC. I, I, look, I, I think that press secretary for the White House right now is an audition. It's a trial run to see how much you can lie before you get disgusted with yourself and crawl into a bottle. So this woman weathered a year of constant lying, looking people in the face and lying to them. And MSNBC said to itself, this is the kind of person that we want helming one of our shows. But White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki blamed inflation on the pandemic Snarled supply chains, and yes, ding, 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 Russian President Vladimir Putin for forcing energy prices higher by invading Ukraine. She dismissed critics of Biden's expansive spending, like former Secretary of the Treasury, for then-President Barack Obama, Larry Summers. Even the Democrats are turning on him because they can see it. They can see what, there's, look, you can only tell people not to believe their lying eyes for so long before they go, no, my kid's hungry. I'm working double overtime and I'm, I'm barely able to feed my family. What is going on? It's Putin's fault. No, it's not. And right now, there, there's, look, even the French are realizing what's about to descend, the hellscape that their citizenry are about to live. And, and even, even someone as semi-retarded as Emmanuel Macron looks at what Joe Biden's been saying and goes, uh, you gotta, you got to pull back on the throttle there, big guy. French President Emmanuel Macron has rebuked U.S. President Joe Biden's accusations that Russian leader Vladimir Putin is committing genocide in Ukraine, implying such claims are not prudent. Accusing Russian President Vladimir Putin of being responsible for genocide is not conducive to peace efforts. French President Emmanuel Macron seems to have implied with comments made on Wednesday. The French head of state made the comments in relation to President Joe Biden's accusation that Putin has been conducting a genocide in Ukraine. Look, Ukraine is bad. People are dying. People are being killed. It's, it's a, it, it is a hellscape. But even the French are realizing that if they push this thing too far, uh, there's, there's, there's a point of no return. The worse things get in the U.S., the more Joe Biden is going to try to push for bolder measures to take this guy out, especially if they start to call for an investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop, his business associates, business dealings, etc. You have to understand that Joe Biden would take this country to war in order to divert 
from his son's extracurricular activities. I know that, so, oh, that would never happen. I mean, he, he, he took an oath to protect the people, really. Don't be naive. Don't be childish. You know very well that Joe Biden would go to great lengths to protect his crack addict son. What's a few thousand dead? What's a few tens of thousands dead? As long as Hunter can keep making his art and selling it for a quarter million bucks a pop. Every single day, it seems as though this administration is trying to escalate issues with Russia. And when you see everything that's going on internally, when you see everything that's going on within the nation, you realize why. Who profits from the distraction? That's the question you have to ask. Because right now they're trying to distract on a lot of fronts from a lot of different things. You have certain states that are still standing up for normalcy, for just common sense normalcy, like Florida. Then you have other states that decided to go the complete opposite. Apparently New Jersey now has a lesson plan that endorses puberty blockers to fifth graders to manage teen years. Just let that sink in. And although all the news seems negative and although all the news seems depressing, there are still silver linings. There are still things that are happening that make you go, hey, not everyone has lost their mind. There are parents that are currently marching on Disneyland of all places to protest their woke agenda for children. This is happening as we speak in Southern California. Angry parents out protesting in Anaheim, California. Because higher-ups in the Disney Corporation have come out and unequivocally stated that their agenda is to open children to homosexuality, transgenderism, etc. They're doing what back in the day Toys R Us did. Remember Toys R Us? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. That. Well, believe it or not, Toys R Us was giving tens of millions of dollars to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is an abortion mill. So Toys R Us was taking money from the parents of children and donating to a cause that would be directly responsible for 
their shrinking demographic, their shrinking market. Because if everyone's killing their kids, nobody's got kids to take the Toys R Us. And it's the same mindset that we see going on with, with Disney and a bunch of other corporations. They are adopting ideology that is harmful to the average child, even though their consumer base is largely made up of children. People are beginning to wake up. And I think there will be a shift. There will be that moment when, when being called a bigot, being called a homophobe, being called whatever, isn't going to affect people in any way whatsoever anymore. And I think a lot of people have come to that when they realize that places like Disney are actively trying to corrupt their children. There will be pushback to people not going along with the narrative. There will be pushback to people not going along with the agenda. But I think that the more information that comes out about how nefarious these people are, about how diabolical their plans are, more and more people will cease being concerned about the blowback that they'll receive. And my question, my concern, my query, if you will, is where is the church in all of this? The church has been conspicuously silent. They have been visibly removed from the battlefield. Because if you look at the people that are showing up to protest in California, if you look at the people that are showing up to protest in various places, they're not what you would call the clean-cut church folk. There's not one suit and tie among them. It's grizzled truck drivers with trucker hats and beards and tattoos. People that understand the danger and are willing to stand up against it. And that is a shameful thing for the household of faith. Because either the church doesn't acknowledge the danger, or doesn't see it as dangerous, which, if the godless are, then why isn't the church? Or if they're seeing it as dangerous... They are too cowardly to do anything about it. 
Just let that sink in for a minute. Either the church doesn't have enough discernment to see the danger, or they're too cowardly to do anything about it in the face of the danger, even though they've gotten to the kids. There is nowhere left to go. That's it. They're targeting the children. And the church, the church is still silent. But as I said, there are still pockets of hope. There are still things going on where you can't help but applaud. And today, the latest story that gave me hope was the fact that Florida has just enacted protections for unborn babies at 15 weeks. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Thursday signed legislation to protect unborn babies in the Sunshine State banning abortions after 15 weeks. The government, the governor made it clear that he is committed to defending those that can't defend themselves. We are here to protect life, DeSantis declared, announcing his intention to sign HB5. This is a time where these babies have beating hearts. They can move, they can taste, they can see, they can feel pain. They can suck their thumbs and they have brain waves. DeSantis said, noting that this move represents the most significant protections for life that have been enacted in this state in a generation. And just so that you understand how ghoulish the other side is, they cannot deny the fact that at 15 weeks babies have heartbeats. They cannot deny the fact that at 15 weeks babies can move. They cannot deny the fact that they can taste and see and feel pain and suck their thumbs and have brain waves. The only retort that they have is, my body, my choice. They are not denying the fact that they are murdering a baby. They want no impediments in their attempted murder of said baby. Because I've heard it from pulpits and it annoys me. Can't we all just get along? No, we can't. We can't just all get along. Light and darkness cannot coexist. There needs to be a marked difference, a separation between those that want to protect the innocent and those that want to murder babies just because they're inconvenient. I don't want to get along with them. Can we stop that, please? Can we stop these cliched 
five cent idiotic saying, can't we all just get along? No! I don't want to get along with you. You murder babies. Governor DeSantis briefly spoke on the radical views of far left who are attempting to normalize abortion even up to nine months. And if you look at what's going on in certain segments of our society, he says, particularly amongst people who are affiliated with the far left of our political spectrum, of course, that overrepresented, that is overrepresented in places like Hollywood. By the way, have you seen all the stories of pedophilia coming out of Hollywood? Have you seen all these teachers that are getting arrested for having sex with or grooming underage children? No wonder they're so against that, that oh, don't, don't talk sex to kids five and under. These people need to be chemically castrated. Brother, where's the love? I didn't say executed. So there's the love. Because if I would allow my flesh to take over, believe you me, they would pray for chemical castration. But in the last three days, like four Hollywood actors were either indicted or arrested because they were caught sexting, I know that's a word now, uh, with underage children. And yet, for some reason, the church looks up to these people. For some reason, the church is starving for their attention. Why? Why are you starving for the attention, adoration, acceptance, or validation of perverts and pederasts? Why does every church that has one of these people come and stand behind their pulpit and push one of their movies or whatever it is feel as though it's an honor? We are graced today. I such and such coming to speak to us. Why? How is it that you're graced by the presence of a pervert? You need to support individuals who are still fighting for truth. You need to support individuals who are still fighting for decency. DeSantis continued and he said, literally, you can go back for you parents and those are some of the most significant experiences of my life to hold your child for the very first time. And it's true. He's right. I was there for the birth of both of my daughters. I I cut both of their cords. And I still remember it to this day. The first time I held my daughters in my arms. Nothing compares to that. And this... Again, the church has no backbone. 
The church has no spine. The church has no boldness anymore. And so it takes somebody like Governor DeSantis to come out and say, this is wrong. It's evil. It's beyond sin. It's evil. Murdering babies is evil. I don't want to coexist with you if you support the murder of babies. I don't want to coexist with you if you think it's perfectly fine to snuff out a life. It will come to a head eventually. I guarantee you. I promise you. Even if the church continues to keep silent and keep its head down thinking that that the devil's going to leave them alone, at some point you will hear that knock on your door. And because you said nothing, and because you did nothing, and because you were passive, the godless will have gained so much power by then that the only question you'll have left to ask is, which train car do I go to? I'm so sick of the spinelessness of the church. Is, is this all that we're supposed to be about? Building buildings and singing hill songs? I guess we're not even singing hill songs anymore because ah, they're in a bit of trouble. But you get my meaning. You understand what I'm trying to say. Well, brother, that's, you know, I, I think that's a little divisive. Well, I'm I'm sorry, but Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but the sword. I'm sorry, I'm done with this get along to go along to get along nonsense. Because they're not stopping. And they've got your kids in their sights. And if you protest, And if you stand up and if you say something, well, be prepared. You'll be called a bigot, intolerant, you know what? Sticks and stones. And even those. I got tough skin. So let's go. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being with us. Uh, I was going to get into the bird pooping on Joe Biden, but, you know. There's only so many minutes in an hour. Uh, yeah, we are where we've been. It's only going to get worse, and you heard it here first. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. May God bless you. And if Gino, if you have anything to say, the floor is yours. Now, there's a scripture here in uh, Mark 9:42, just about what Mike said. If whoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it's better for them that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast in the sea. And I think you can see the perspective that God has for the little ones. Of course, he's talking about those that are his children, but you know what? We're God's creation. And our our country is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Mike said it a, a 
not too long ago at a meeting I think we had in Juneau, and basically because we're supposed to be a Christian nation. We're supposed to have the truth. We're supposed to have some form of, of leading this world towards God, and we are just absolutely running headlong into hedonism. And my heart breaks because we call evil good and good evil, and Isaiah says warns against that. And uh, what's the end result of Sodom and Gomorrah? You know, what was the end result? God's judgment. And it's coming. And uh, as Mike said, you know, the fire's coming. So we continue to blow a trumpet. I want to direct you to handtohelp.com, the website. Please try to order books. Uh, there's also music there. Some people have asked about the song for Mike's program. I actually wrote that song called Stand for What You Stand For. There's a whole album called Stand for What You Stand For. Also, if you buy a CD from the HandyHelp.com website, that money will go towards helping our orphans and widows in Romania. So we would really love you to check out that, the music, the book, and our ministry. We pray you have a blessed Easter. Yes, I said the word Easter. But have a blessed Resurrection Day. Have a blessed day of remembering. Every day is the Lord's Day, but remembering the death, resurrection of our beautiful Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray you have a good time with your family, your church. Lord be with you. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, The Light of Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.